Welcome to Slayer Fest 98. I'm your co-host, Ryan Houlihan. I'm Jason. Hi, I'm Summer Bischel. <laughs> I'm Ian Carlos Crawford. And today we are joined by a very special guest. He is the uh, co-host of Coffee and Tequila and uh, has his YouTube channel, Alistair Reviews It. Alistair, and uh, uh, here's my husband who is currently on the toilet. <laughs> so Zachary can't join us today, and uh, Alistair so graciously... Uh, volunteered to fill in for his husband. Um, but we're here to discuss the Angel Season 1 finale to Shanshu in LA. Guys, we finally made it to the finale. I feel like we did this pretty quickly, right? Yeah, that kind of sped by. Right, yeah. Alistair, uh, this is your first time talking Angel on Slayer Fest 98. Give us your Angel origin. Did you start from the beginning, or...? I did start from the beginning. Um, uh, I, I just remember being psyched after finding out that there was a spinoff and then uh, started buying the DVDs. And I remember because I purposely uh, made the point of watching uh, one Buffy episode and then trying to watch the other one based on how they were coming out. But then they started getting out of order and it just became a whole a whole issue. So I just watched it through. But I, I, I love it. I love it. And. Alistair, I have to thank you for, uh, me and you are the ones working on Zachary because he has been, it has been rough for him getting through Angel, but you have been telling him it does, because it does get better, right? <laughs> yeah, that it, first it, season, you know, it'll do it to you. Yeah, the, the first season has gems. It definitely has gems. Uh, yeah. And I really love a lot of the first season, especially as Zachary's rewatching it. Uh, but sometimes he'll ask me for cliff notes and I'll say, no. You got to watch it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the first season has a lot of really wonderful things. It's just that Angel has a lot of stuff going on and it doesn't showcase everything that everybody likes about the show. Yeah. It showcases like some of the things I really love great, but not like everything. Mm. And I think it was the same for Buffy, but that the things it did showcase are more crowd pleasers yeah. than the things that Angel was showcasing. Um, I've said showcase a lot, but I really <laughs> like the first season and I think it's great. It's just, it's easy to make fun of. There are big stinkers in there. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's, and it's a pivot from Buffy too, in terms of yes. tone and everything. Cause now we're, now we're in mm-hmm. Angel's whole area and the only kind of brightness of Buffy that we have is, is Cordelia. Um, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's always nice. I was what even thinking gift. how different it was, just like the blowing up of the office. Like that's like something mm-hmm. Buffy, right? Like they blow up the school and it is a big thing, but this is like season one, we're exploding the office. Yeah. And like the explosion doesn't look bad, right? Like they they work with no, it. No, it's not bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can show <laughs> you modern explosions that do not look that good. <laughs> yeah. They, I, they took a loan from the Buffy budget. Yeah. Right yeah. For that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually looked that up on so on BBC. It says that uh, producer David Greenwalt revealed that Angel Investigations was blown up during the episode because the sets were too cramped to film in, and they wanted a bigger, <laughs> a bigger <laughs> set for season two. I oh. had that. I had that same note for when we got to the explosion because I thought that was interesting. I'm so sorry. Point. No, that's okay. <laughs> but right, oh, I wow. do think that's interesting that they blew it up just because they were like, "Meh, let's do a new set. This is too crowded." <laughs> They do that in real business too. They just use insurance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what? Yes, <laughs> much like real life. Uh, Summer, as someone who has starred in a genre show, uh, do you think like is that is it more common with genre shows? You think that they're like still finding their footing with genre shows? Yeah, I, mean, I feel like the genre show I was on knew exactly what it was going to. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like Sarah Gamble knew what she was doing from the get go. <laughs> you know, I don't think there was any confusion there mm. I didn't, uh, actors didn't feel confused either i mean there was a clear tone 
Yeah. That was going to be developed. Um, but like we had a major set shift season two, mm-hmm. but you mm-hmm. know, and the actors didn't know about it, but I, I think the creators did. They okay. built the entire like throne room season two. We didn't have that season one. It was like all break bills all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then suddenly there was an entire new stage that was like a fucking castle. So the show like, <laughs> did expand in a huge way. So I feel like I feel like an expansion of a show makes sense after its successful like freshman year. Yeah. Like world that's, that's like world fun. expansion. Yeah, the world building like mounting a world so that the audience understands the rules and stuff is really fucking hard. Yeah. And a lot of shows mm-hmm. are not good at it. And I think it's funny because The Magicians is a specific show that like mm-hmm. did do it kind of like perfect stick the landing. Um yeah. but I think most for most shows, it's – I mean, it's kind of similar in video games too, right? Like you yeah. have to establish so much stuff. So the yeah. sequel or season two is where everything – all the boundaries are built so you can color in the lines, which yeah. is when you get like really like the yeah. vision, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can have like some fucking fun season two. Yeah. And also like they needed a better set. Like I love the hotel. Yes. Same. Yeah. I loved it. I mm-hmm. felt like the whole world just opened up when they got to the hotel. The hotel told me who Angel was, but not in like a literal sense, like in an emotional sense. It's an empty hotel. Like that tells you a lot about yeah. who he is when he starts like taking people in and stuff. And an office, like a strip mall office in the <laughs> middle of LA didn't, it wasn't giving that. Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I still miss the office a little bit. Like just watching season one, it just felt, felt cozy. And he had this little lair downstairs and his like uh, <laughs> elevator. It was, it was, it it was also like I, I feel like it also just it, it 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 much like the show though it's like the struggle to get off the ground and then you yeah. know yeah and then yeah. the hotel was such a great upgrade you go then, from your like skid row apartment to your like I mean this is like in the '90s vision of things to your like fixer upper like oh I'm you know I'm gonna improve I'll do the hard backbreaking work house or whatever and uh-huh. then I guess eventually you've got corporate. <laughs> tower in the sky. <laughs> I stand on the small people for the greater good. <laughs> um, so we open the episode right where, as uh, Jason mentioned before recording, we did a uh, blind date together and it picks up right after that episode, which is weird because, right, Jason, that episode doesn't feel like it should be pivotal. <laughs> yeah, but when we were talking the last, it's like the end really is just like, yeah, why wasn't this the whole episode? But yeah. it it like it moves mm-hmm. fast. Yeah. Like, and this episode gets right into it. Mm-hmm. And like how much it gets into, and then it's just like, oh, now the credits are all what? <laughs> like, <laughs> we're already halfway through the episode. <laughs> um yeah. yeah, and I, I I like that we like open they're like still decoding the scrolls that they got. Um, Cordelia wants to know if there's anything about her in the prophecy. Um, with how quick it picks up though, do we know, like, I mean, you probably know, I don't, I obviously wouldn't like when, like when it was aired, were they like, was it like a two, two, um, episode series finale or season finale? I don't think so. No, I don't think it was. Interesting. Yeah. Cause Um, it like really picked up quick. Like it would be a super long episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so like, and it is weird that. I mean, I guess it makes sense. Like, we really do plant, like, this finale is pretty important moving forward. You know, we've got the Shanshu prophecy introduction. We've got the, like, Darla. We build up Wolfram and Hart. I mean, this is, like, the back half of this season, like, the last third. They really were, like, oh, Wolfram and Hart works better when we do have a set 
cast of lawyers and it does right like mm-hmm. I, I think like having Lindsay and lila and then like holland as the head like kind of nondescript boss man it just works better right because we know these characters we like well the first season felt very much like um sometimes on real housewives they have a bunch of open slots for housewives but they don't know who's going to be good or not so they do a season with tons of quote-unquote friends (laughs) of people who just keep showing up on the show and it's clearly an audition and i think like some of the lawyers they were cycling through they were like seeing who worked and who didn't for long-term casting and like i think that that's i like that buffy and angel do a lot of that like a lot of the people who it became Buffy's long-term characters right. were there because they kind of worked in a two-episode episode. I mean, it's sometimes against Joss Whedon's will. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And I think that it was a kind of a smart move for the first season to be like, there's lots of lawyers and then find a couple that we like watching. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, That's lawyers and cops. Cause Kate, Oh my oh, gosh. True. I felt like Kate just fell off. Um, after yeah. a while. And we never actually like, like actually, I talked about why she's like gone from the show. I just don't think it ever worked. I don't yeah. think it ever worked. No, vibed. she, mm-mm. there was no reason. No, yeah. it bugged me from day one. I mean, the actress, <laughs> the actress is great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I want to keep yeah. reiterating that because I hate Kate. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> she's charming. She seems sweet. I just feel like they, they were like, we need this like cop energy. Yeah. And like, they realized that wasn't the direction the show was going to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. They were like, oops, we don't need this energy. Never mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah like, so how it, are we going to sense. explain all of Wolfram and Hart when the cops only show up when they want, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like it, it wouldn't make sense. to be corrupt. And then they're their own thing you have to deal with. And I, I just don't think if the tone is right. And then you've got legal stuff to deal with on top of like, <laughs> like lawyers can be fun villains if you don't have to get into court because then it's a court show no matter what you do. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I know. Yeah. And so we see, we we get them going through the scrolls. We get uh, Wolfram and Hart. It's Lila, Lindsay, and Holland. They're there. It looks like it's literally like on the lawn in front of Wolfram and Hart, right? That they're raising yes. this demon. Um <laughs> This demon. Yeah, like, hello? <laughs> it, 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 it looks like it's UC Sunnydale. I, I was telling Zach, yeah. I was like, this looks like it's UC like, Sunnydale. Where, where's, where's Kate for this, you know? <laughs> so this demon, I kind of love that it's, like, very heavy-handed Grim Reaper. Like, that's what he's supposed to look like. Sure. Like, he's got the fucking scythe. He's got the hooded cloak. It's very silly. Um. Oh, but before, wait, before that, I forgot. This beginning is pretty long. It is. Cordelia also shows them that in the news, which is, Ryan, do you know, or Alistair, it's weird that Wolfram and Hart is in the news, like a newspaper headline, right? Or is that something that they had been doing this season? I don't remember. Um, I don't remember seeing anything like that this season. Right? I think I think that they were, this was another one of those things that like, uh, they were like trying out, you know, like <laughs> yeah. as, a, as an option. I, I also think it like doesn't, it kind of doesn't work. It's like, why is the news reporting on this right. company? I, it was strange. And it's not like, it's not like, it, it, it's also not like they get an obscure business paper about le- lawyers or something. Right. That would kind of make sense. And especially if Cordelia had been like, well, I subscribe to it to keep tabs on them, obviously. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. would have been kind of funny. Um, mm-hmm. But I also forgot about it immediately because who cares? It's the 90s, whatever. True. Yeah, <laughs> I, I definitely forgot about that. <laughs> um, so she shows them that. They learn that Lindsay has kind of not done his redemption thing. Um, I do like how muted the gang is here because they're like fucking exhausted. And Mm -hmm. 
they that's understandable that they would be exhausted after the year they had. Um, we see David Nabbit come in again uh, for one of his final appearances. I think this character, I really do think this character would have worked um, as like a nerdy reoccurring character. Another person I think they were auditioning as yes. reoccurring people, as is, as was gone. Yeah. I, I, think, I, I think he could have been a great financial backer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, for, for a season, they take his money and they think like, yeah, this will be great. Oh, no, sorry. I'm I'm thinking about this as like nowadays, it would be so great to have a, a, a guy come in and give you money as in like an quote unquote angel investor for an episode. And then uh, like the strings <laughs> that come with that money, even if he's well intentioned. And then you've got a whole thing about the tech industry. Um, that could have been fun. But I also realized that like, I, I don't think they realized what they had on their hands. They were just like, We've got geeky enough stuff going on. We don't need another geek. (laughs) Zach, so I tried to watch Zach. He kept on having to go to the restroom. Uh, But but he was like, who is he again? I was like, "Uh, he's one of the tech billionaires. I think Elon Musk, but not evil. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I did read um, that they actually did want him to be reoccurring, but because that actor was one of those, he's one of those like character actors that was in like everything back then. Yeah. Um, and that he actually just could not fit Angel into his schedule. So they just stopped writing the oh. character. Yeah. Could you yeah. imagine you get so many guest role offers that you're like, I will not take a recurring right. character <laughs> on a network show. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we get all that. They like, that's it's so weird that that's it like he's just there and he's like i want to hang out and then he leaves and i but and I, I really was just like i know like i was like there was, there was not a point but i guess the auditioning thing i guess makes sense like you know yeah. is yeah. it gonna work is it not gonna work yeah but also all of this before the credits right yes <laughs> and we bring up the main thing which is like he has no connection to the world it's like that was crazy so post credits, we cut back to Angel Investigations. <laughs> David leaves. Um, Wes is like reading about the prophecy. He, what is it? He like the he translates. So by the end, we l- realize he translated it wrong. But he translates one of the words. Um, it's that the one word means that like Angel will like Shantu, eventually die, right? Yeah, me, yeah. So, so it, it, that he becomes human and he will die naturally. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was a big bomb. I was like, I can't believe I didn't know that was on the table. <laughs> well, oh, like, yeah. Because it, it's like, that plays a big part in season five, too. It, it, yeah. especially, especially with Spike and Angel, it p- plays a huge role. Yeah. Uh, but mm-hmm. I'll be honest, like, watching this, wow. I was like, I don't really remember uh, mm-hmm. what the end of season one looked like. Whereas, like, I remember every single season finale, but season one was a little fuzzy to me. And then I was like, oh, Shanshu. Okay, this makes sense. Yeah, I didn't either. It was the one that I was like, I don't remember any of this. <laughs> Which is funny because when I Googled it, it had all these amazing reviews. And it is a spectacular episode. Mm-hmm. And I think because I walked away in my mind, oh my God, Darla's back. And I yes. immediately forgot every fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, I think that was it. I was like, fucking Darla. I, I remembered this episode because I remember it getting so intense. I was like, this is nothing like Buffy because – Ian was walking me through the shows at the same time. And like at the, at the end of the season, like, I'm just like, well, what's going to happen now? Is everyone dead? <laughs> like, I just thought everyone was going to die by the end of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> they do make it, they do like, it, it is intense and it's, they do a lot with only having three characters. Like, right. Like we yeah. only have our mm. three main characters, but they give them each their own, like fucking catastrophe. Yeah. yeah. They're kind of introducing gun in a way, except that they don't really introduce them to the rest of the gang until the next season. You just like they're watching them sleep. 
I think they they gave us some of those little like <laughs> wink moments of the like like you're going to be watching me sleep or like I I think they gave us some of those because at the time the internet forums were starting to really go crazy about Buffy and Angel and I think those the like, winks were to be like okay make a thousand threads about what you would like from Gunn as a character <laughs> you can inform us on who that could be <laughs> <laughs> so we uh. Oh, Cordelia gets a vision of a slime demon, which I love that it's so nondescript. We don't even see it. This, this bit yeah. feels like charmed <laughs> to me. <laughs> like yeah. This literally was just to bring Kate yes. in. Yes, absolutely. Angel, like, we don't even see him fight this demon. He just goes and it's fine. And I love, okay, I'm going to be a little, uh, Kate looks like she has the flu in this episode. <laughs> like I don't know if it's that they style her weird but like her hair looks like she has great hair but it looks like flat and she looks like paler um I wasn't sure if they were trying to be like look she's very strung out or if like you know maybe she was just sick right like that can happen I was about to say Kate always has great hair yeah she normally does but do we think do we think though that it it was kind of like pointing to the fact that like she doesn't know how to deal yeah She's coming Angel. apart. Yeah. yeah, like like ever since like Angel like, you know, kind of revealed himself, it's just like she doesn't know what to do. Like that's kind of how I took yeah. it. Yeah. Mm. So it, and it's weird because like I feel like we're really supposed to care about the Kate storyline, but like I know. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. And I really want to, but I don't. It just I I don't feel for it. Like I I know that her father died and you know, she's being introduced to a whole new world of evil when she's, you know, supposed to be a cop you know, battling evil in her own way. But like, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, no. yeah. And like, I feel like it's very annoying. The fact that she continually blames Angel for her father's death, even though she knows Angel didn't kill her father. Like, yes, I don't, uh, I don't, Summer, what do you think? I don't know. I just feel like it's incongruent. I feel like it's not, melded with the overall show like it was it's just Mm -hmm. like this sore thumb and i don't think it's the actress's fault i think it's just right i think it's like a different show yeah and i and i honestly think it's there in that way because i probably think when they were pitching another vampire Mm -hmm. genre show in the late 90s early 2000s they had to pitch it with the intent of it feeling and looking like a standard procedural, a standard legal or like cop procedural. And her presence sort of like ensured that if this overall concept and relatively like new actor and genre didn't do the trick and survive, that it could then become this like sort of like, more procedural like we solve a crime episodically Mm -hmm. and the supernatural elements sort of like go to the background i think it was like they were like doing a gamble Mm -hmm. and that was like their insurance or something yeah i felt the same way but that she maybe kate exists as a backstop if they didn't know what to do with angel as a character because she is a blonde, young law yeah. enforcement <laughs> type yeah. with big eyes and like daddy well, issues. <laughs> like it, ma- it, yeah. it, it makes an easy Buffy replacement if you run out of things to do. But yeah. oh my God, don't work with a net because you will use it. Like just don't let me see you use yeah. a net. Like, how about that? Yeah. <laughs> it felt like something like the network like needed to see. Yeah. Like, Cause I could see how it would have been difficult to pitch yet another vampire show without like 
what they probably perceived to be the reason it was successful. Buffy. Right. Yeah. Like, mm. he, like mm-hmm. he had been on Buffy and he was really excited on that, exciting on that show, but like he hadn't carried a series before. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So in my head, I, I imagine like David Greenwald at a whiteboard being like, okay, so it's angel investigations. Yeah. What, what is going to be linked to this? Okay. Law enforcement lawyers, you yeah. know, if we have a cop, we need another blonde haired love interest. <laughs> so let's circle that twice. And then yeah. you come up yeah. with Kate. And I feel like I lo- I do like Kate. I think Elizabeth, is it Rome? Elizabeth Rome. I, I think she does a great job, but yeah. I just, uh, I, 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 the, there wasn't really any chemistry between them two. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. And it, it was unclear if they were even supposed to. It was like, sometimes I was like, I'm unclear if they're even supposed right? to have chemistry at this point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I think Kate's charisma, this is so, this is so many layers deep. Kate's charisma is rooted in this like sort of like, secretive sexuality like when she's in the club episode she's at her best because she's like a little bit of a minx and she's a little <laughs> naughty but like, yeah. a cop isn't gonna act like that especially a woman cop you don't want to see that kind of representation in the late 90s early 2000s we wanted women to be as professional as men and and not to be put in situations that would make them uncomfortable on camera like we were trying yeah. so hard to do this weird version of feminism that Kate couldn't access that part of her personality so you just had this like automaton in some scenes <laughs> then like yeah. this like sex kitteny like for like a couple moments and so you always have this memory that you don't hate her but you can't remember why and with Buffy's chemistry and or Buffy's chemistry with him and her charisma came from more like of a spunk and yeah. that's fun with like a law enforcement type but I don't know it's it, I, I just think Kate didn't work and they knew that from the beginning yeah. and they should have ditched her in, at, instead of ditching Doyle <laughs> it's, it's so weird when you consider a lot of the female characters in the Buffyverse and how like uh, we approach them both as like professionals but also like as individuals and like humans mm. and and we even have Cordelia transition into here and we have, we have Fred later who you know is a three-dimensional character, yeah. whereas Kate, we kind of like keep her as like a two-dimensional character, yeah, um, as a cop. It's, it's weird. They yeah, thought like, that dead stuff was doing something that it wasn't. Yeah, I also think she would have made like a really excellent antagonist. Like I think when they saw yeah. that it wasn't working in the capacity that they were utilizing her character, mm. I think transitioning her into like a really like like. A, a really great antagonist, like somebody getting closer to the truth. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes she played with that. Like I know. And then she finds out she's a vamp and like, yeah. but like somebody running more interference, like really making their lives like fucking difficult and her being like a fucking, like kind of a bitch <laughs> would have been more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if they didn't do that. And that is 100%, 100% true. I, I, I love it. That's now canon to me that that was a possibility that they didn't do. Um, but I wonder if they didn't do it because, and this, I again, we don't need to get welled into the political waters. The LAPD is very connected in the Hollywood like circle circles and they you, you require working with them to get stuff like cop cars to film and mm-hmm. stuff like that and it means they get certain kinds of representation and they don't want certain kinds of representation and i think like an lapd cop they would have had to have her no longer be part of the police department mm-hmm. because you wouldn't want the police department to be your adversary for a season of a television show like that would just make your life so difficult right. to shoot it would make mm. it, it would actually be like it's so hard to get all those like the oh, required stuff. So yeah. I wonder if hmm, it's interesting. I think like that they definitely 
they definitely should have done that from like a editorial <laughs> perspective. But yeah, like better <laughs> beyond to that. Yeah, but yeah. you're right. I would have never thought about that angle of it. You know, yeah. it's yeah. just so weird. It was just like this character that like stayed like Play-Doh. Yeah. 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 Summer, I think a lot when I see Kate scenes, I think a lot of what you, I forget what you said, like halfway through the season when you're like, eh, she probably got like a 10 episode order. That's why she's in this. Cause there's so many episodes where it's like, we don't even <laughs> yeah, need right. her. We don't need her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, when she, sat, when she signed for series regular, I bet her reps were like 10 guaranteed, you know, cause they do that. It's right. Like, it's either all episodes or 10 out of 13. <laughs> cause like, there's so many episodes like this where it's like, why is she? here like what what are we doing it's funny because she's always doing the same thing yes. though she comes out of the corner <laughs> and she's like why are you here you vampire angel uh, i hate you because of my dad and then she like leaves and that's that, that's it for the for the episode um so we let's move on from kate uh because yeah um so i i actually do like the next scene of wes and cordy discussing angel uh-huh. like i do like uh, the thing I like is sitting with these characters discussing what's going on. Um, and I like that we're kind of like Wes is like, I'm worried because Angel wasn't upset when I said the prophecy said he was going to die. Like, he does not care. <laughs> like, I kind of like that. Right. I like seeing them. I mean, you mentioned this before, Summer. Angel, he was exciting on Buffy, but he didn't, there wasn't that much to him. It was like Buffy is his love interest, he is her boyfriend who helps her fight. So we didn't get a lot yeah. of this where characters are just. This is, I think, what drew me into Angel, mm. though. These bits like this. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it works, right? It really does. Oh, my God. I like I, I ate these bits up like all yeah. the time. He's so great. He's just such a great actor and has he can carry anything like he has. I mean, he's yeah, done, like, <laughs> he's carried like five shows. Like, it's yeah. <laughs> Well, we, he's also just, he knows what not to give us because we can project things onto him yeah. and like you feel, he gives main character energy, yeah. which in some yeah. sense requires you to know what not, what spe- specifics not to give us because mm. he, he, sometimes his non-reactions or even his big reactions um, hit a certain note, but he holds it back. Like there's yeah. a level of mysteriousness to like why he makes choices he makes. Yeah. It, I don't know. I really <laughs> yeah, like does, it. He does let you all the way in yeah <laughs> yeah like come on <laughs> and he's so hot that you want in yes. like, who, who are you? i can make you open up <laughs> uh, that's a good trick maybe that's why he's been so successful <laughs> well, it's like a pop star sometimes you don't want you like it's better not to hear from them yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes, absolutely yeah. oh my god he's a genius maybe that's <laughs> I, I was thinking like while he was going down in his elevator again and they're like talking about like how he doesn't want anything in life i was like how i felt like that became uh like a character block for a lot of uh male you know tall dark and handsome characters in like the 2000s mm. where mm. it was like oh my gosh i'm incredibly boring and like the whole thing was like <laughs> oh i need to bring him out of the shell because he's so boring and broody yeah and then like yeah cordelia says oh he's cool <laughs> yes like oh that's our idea of cool is like oh he doesn't want anything he's not vulnerable he's not connected to anybody he's just completely cut off and dead that's cool and it's like what? how is that cool though like he has no personality personality oh my gosh i need him like well 
Oh, no. At the time, I, I like looking back at it, my idols at the time this was airing were the Beckhams. You know what I mean? Like, True. like they, there was yeah. a cool like like guy who fucking gave no shits about anything, has never smiled in his life that I wanted, you know? Yeah. That was the vibe then. That really and, and Jason, as someone who has known me for a long time, that kind of is what I would go for, isn't it? Yup. <laughs> <laughs> like, definitely, I was like, "Oh wow, this guy's mysterious. He doesn't give me oh, any boy. attention. I want him." <laughs> it, 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 I feel like it's a juxtaposition because you wouldn't ever see like Angel doing like a sushi making class, but if you did, it'd be super cute because he wouldn't do it. Right? Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, yeah. And you and uh, Ryan, it's funny. I made a note of that because I do like that Cordelia just like, "Oh, Angel's cool." Like I like that. She just says it out loud. Like, it's so silly. Yeah. Also, I'll say this. As someone who is no longer cool by any means, but was cool in high school, <laughs> it is funny, too, that, like, Cordelia has this classification in her head of people who are cool and people who are not cool. <laughs> because it is very much one of those things that, like, people who are popular in high school forever have to rid themselves of. And you can see during the episode, she kind of has to do that, too. I love Cordelia's journey in this episode where she starts out being, like, not caring about things is, is cool to where at the end of it, she's, like, fully like we have to help everyone and yeah. it's like yeah that was my journey too <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's also how much she cares about angel because like she goes and buys like yeah. i don't know how much worth of like art supplies that yeah that i could not see you know what i take that back i was about to say i could not see angel using those but angela's was quite the artist. He was remember he did that really good and drawing was- of jenny calendar after he fucking killed her yeah. oh. and it's also a very Cordelia thing to do to be like through aesthetics I will access my vulnerability because like especially <laughs> yeah. what I what I meant earlier when I meant like she had a classification in her mind of like cool people and not cool people is that like when you think you're cool it's because you think you're vul- un- not vulnerable you're completely protected you know what I mean and there's this idea that like other people who have made themselves not vulnerable okay they understand they have like you know what I mean and I I just think I think they really understood the mindset of a young 20-something who's realizing some things about the world that are, like, counterintuitive. Like, being vulnerable or being, like, open or creative or any of these things are connected and they're more way more important, you know? Yeah. Right. That is so true. (laughs) Now I'm thinking about Cordelia's journey and, like, when she started getting made fun of for dating, like, Xander freaking Harris. (laughs) And she was like, this is my vulnerability because I – actually care about him and i care about something and now like people yeah. tear me down damn yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh, i love her so much <laughs> <laughs> i know she's so good so, um, so yeah and wesley uses the donut metaphor to get her to realize and i love when angel shows up that like Cordelia's trying, right? And she's like, do you want a puppy, a plant, or an ant farm? Yeah. (laughs) I think that's so fucking cute. Um, Wesley is, they're both kind of like telling him he should go consult the oracles. He's a little bit more aloof. A thing this season does that is a little bit unbalanced is Angel sometimes is more aloof than others. You know, like early on in the season, like episode three or something, when he has this like wacky disguise in his car and he puts on like a Hawaiian shirt and an accent um and like that's right it's like, what the fuck is he doing and he's just doing this this is for him it's not for anyone else he's doing this for fun but then like you know there's the episode where cordelia's like are you happy you can tell he's happy when he's less scowly angel's low-key and improv guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the thing i do like is that cordelia is very good at reading him right like and i don't mean like yes in a bad way but she's just like she kind of gets his different moods Right, like, mm-hmm. and she she can she can conform to them if that not like conform, but like 
she knows how to deal with them. Like she's like, oh yeah, that's she's just not intimidated by him. Yeah. She takes him on his terms and like doesn't believe that there's like some secret sauce to why his emotional states are the way they are. She's like, I understand what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like I she's like, I get it. And I just disagree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and she, because she looks at him and says, I understand you in totality, he hears it differently because he I don't think he ever gets that from people. Yeah. He always just gets the like you know, your mysterious hero guy. Wow. Yeah. And, and mm, co- controversially, mm, mm. like, I feel like she had a different, like meeting Angel and getting to know Angel was completely different than how like lovey-dovey Buffy and yeah. Angel were together. All of yeah. theirs was about, oh my gosh, we're so depressed, but we're together. Um, whereas her, like, like, like she was always like, for, for the most part, happy. Yeah. And it was like seeing it from a different point of view and getting to know him and getting to love him in a different way. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and Ryan, uh, Ryan and Alistair, both of you saying all that summer, it brings me back to, I'm like, shit, that's very Margot too. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I know they like borrowed so much from her. <laughs> Cause like the, the understanding, but not being intimidated like other people, like, right. That's. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. She's never intimidated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, I belong wherever. (laughs) Um, So they like split up and we cut to the oracles, which also Summer, whenever I see the oracles now, I just think how the the guy is the one that did your headshot. Oh my God, yes. Yes, okay. And then like, (laughs) then they're dead. And then they're like kind of hologram and the makeup looks even cheesier. Like. <laughs> Wait, but hold up! I didn't even see the male oracle. I just because I know they talked to the female one, and she was like, "He's dead." I think, <laughs> like, yeah, it was a different body. He, he must have like only, yeah, because he's only in the scene when Voka goes there. But then we don't see him again. But they're like, oh, right, then we don't see. I feel him like again. he probably, he probably like I gotta go. Yeah. I got <laughs> I got a business to start, and I got headshots to take. I gotta go take Summer's headshots, so I'm gonna go. <laughs> yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go help the star be born. Uh, Lessons learned. They need security. And like, I like the oracles. I really wish they hadn't killed them because they are so like fun camp. But see, this is where, this is where I was just like, okay, what's about to happen? Like, I like, this is where I was like, all right, this was the point of the episode where I was like, okay, all bets are off. Like what, what, what's going to happen now? Yeah. And, And then it just kept, Getting worse. Yeah. See, I, I I love that they did that because I think what Buffy does so well is the heightening of like yeah. Marvel has a tough time because they went right to God power. <laughs> um, and now they're like celestial beings, multidimensional. And you're like, all right, well, good luck in five years coming up with something else. Um, <laughs> they did a good job to be like oracles, which is like I have a connection to the powers, but I'm not the powers, yeah. which is like so it's really mm-hmm. scary when we see them killed because they've been on this like mountaintop all season but when you think about it it doesn't really raise the stakes that much because they can be replaced there can be similar beings but in the moment on the show it's a real like when like when darla shows up it's like a real like holy shit drop your cup moment (laughs) um yeah and it's fun and i i I, this is another example of they had so many plot contrivances to deal with so many network notes (laughs) so many things they had to touch actors they were going to try out for one scene (laughs) that that they make that david greenwald wove a beautiful script out of it (laughs) is astonishing (laughs) and it really it really goes to like the point that i feel like i feel a lot with these shows which is that making tv is different than making movies and it's really fucking hard (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it deserves a lot more respect and I think it's it's obviously getting it nowadays, but especially the kind of TV conditions they were making this show oh, under. Oh my god! It, 
it deserves a lot of respect to make something that emotionally resonates. Yeah. Like, Especially those 22 episode yeah. seasons that we just don't get nowadays. With special mm-hmm. effects? Like, are mm-hmm. you kidding me? Oh my god. Can you imagine the hours they had to work? Oh god. <laughs> the funny thing that I've noticed from interviewing any of the actors from these shows is, I mean... They're still tired. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Like hearing them talk about like, because, you know, especially with the vampire shows, it would always be like literally overnight shoots. They'd go over on hours like every week. Um, yeah, yeah, I would crack. I would crack. I would spend my entire summer in, like at the North Pole or wherever it's sunny 24 hours a day. Yeah. Like. Now, there was moments on The Magicians where I was like, I need to move to an island where it never rains. Because I, lo- I love Vancouver, but it rains. Oh, and yeah. it wears on you and you're like working in forests. I'm like, I need to be on a dry beach. <laughs> for yeah, and you're in costumes that aren't necessarily like for the environment they're for the camera so it can be cold and you're in a warm outfit and like i just especially these angel clothes these makeups like (laughs) yeah at at the time i guess i was like well they're superstars that's what you get compensated for but it's like no amount of money can give you what sleep can give you (laughs) i I never understood why they always wore jackets on buffy and angel all the time layers on layers on layers and i was like y'all gotta be so hot right now you're like, aren't you in the valley? Right. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what's going on? I don't know. Maybe the rain is better than the valley. So. Maybe. Yeah. Summer, I'm picturing you putting on that fucking eye patch <laughs> and being like, oh, in like a forest oh. in the rain. <laughs> oh, God. I'm sh- I, like, I wish there was like an outtakes reel of it. There's probably so much. I honestly, I didn't make it into the outtakes uh, that much. And I'm like, maybe I was so vulgar. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's it. I'm just so vulgar and so funny that they couldn't put me in too much. It was so scathing. Everyone would have, it would have just been a roast. <laughs> Maybe, but like sometimes when I'm like, oh, I haven't got my next series yet. I just remember how hard it is to be on a series. And then I'm like, you know what? It'll come. It'll come. And I'll be wanting to sleep in and not wake up at 4 a.m. So... True. Do, do we think we have better work environments nowadays for actors on series? I think it probably depends, right? Yeah. I mean, it's so weird. Like, I don't have any, like, I mean, even movies were hard. Like, my first movie was so fucking hard to shoot. I was, like, 18 years old. I was in every frame of that film, Oof. I think. I don't think there was a frame that my character wasn't in. And I was like, I had never done anything really except like return to Halloween town on the Disney channel, which was like a vacation in Utah with my mom, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And then I was like, this is what it means. And like, by the end of it, I was this hardened broad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I have to, I have to think that like, you can only do that at 18 for some people. (laughs) Oh, I don't think I could ever do that again. Cause it was like an independent film too. Oh yeah. 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 At 18, you're just like smoking packs of cigarettes, like Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, I, I actually quit. Okay, because I was like, a, I was a teenage smoker, and I quit so that I could keep up. Yeah, you were like, I don't have the lungs for this. I don't. I need my. <laughs> I would come home from set. And I would vomit. Oh, God. Like, I would literally, I would just, like, my mom Gosh. would drive me home because I was, like, I had just turned 18. Mm. And so, like, I couldn't drive myself home. I was too tired. 
she would yeah. I she would like get me home and I would like vomit Ooh. and, and Ooh. like then go to bed and wake up four hours later. It was so crazy. Jesus. That that yeah. reminds me, Jason, remember when you trained for stunt school? Because Jason went to stuntman school and I remember you telling me Near? how much you would throw up just from the training. Oh my god. Oh yeah. <laughs> I feel like you would text me like, yep, throw up again this morning. Like <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, we're good. <laughs> Gonna keep going. <laughs> I, Jason, I forget. I think it actually might have been with Zach that I was referencing you being lit on fire. I was like, oh, yeah, Jay, there's a, Ooh, Jason oh, has yeah. a picture of him like just lit on fire. And he's like, what do you mean? And I was like, from sun school. He got doused in this oh stuff God. and lit on fire. <laughs> Pretty wild. <laughs> I was always talking about starting a drag school. And that's very funny to me because I always think like, oh, it would be so like the safety things you would have to put in place and blah, blah, blah. And then I remembered, oh, no, there's stunt school. I can put people in heels and make them do backflips. Nobody cares. <laughs> you just sign a waiver. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then we cut to Cordelia. And this scene is so cute that she's shopping for Angel. I like that she's like, well, he's depressed. He wears a lot of black. I just want to get him a hobby. And then it's like those two giant bags full of stuff. Um, I This episode does a lot of like cute little things with their relationship. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. and I know I've said this yeah. a lot this season, but I really, really like that we concentrate on their friendship first. Um, yes. And they, I, I do think they do a good job with that. Don't you guys like building up like how close they've become? So I agree. Mm-hmm. I think that this is the first episode um, that we start seeing that friendship possibly being another ship. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. I, I agree. Like where it could be. It, like, But I think it's just something that, that like watching you're like, no, they wouldn't do that. You know? <laughs> Some people just have chemistry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's undeniable. There's, I mean, it, they give me the vibes. Like sometimes you see, and this is so fucked up, but like <laughs> the the older Brady kids, they ended up making a joke out of it in the remake Brady movies because like Greg and Marsha got great chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, you know, I actually remember when we had Jana Spenson on in season four, they had to try, they had to stop writing scenes with Allison Hannigan and Mark Blucas because the two of them had very good chemistry together. Yeah. Oh they my do. gosh, I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. Because I remember yeah. I asked her, I was like, they have really good chemistry, like friend chemistry. And she said that they realized that very early on, that their chemistry was like too good. And people kept saying oh. like, ooh, are, are like Riley and Willow going to get together? And poor Mark, Mar- poor, that sucks. <laughs> because if they had made Xander gay, think of how great his career probably would have been. <laughs> America's sweetheart, Mark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, but damn, he's in a new Hallmark movie. Oh, is he? Oh, yeah, Good for him. Yeah, Ooh. I think I'm gonna watch it here soon. I love. Him. I think later I might watch a Lindsay Lohan one. Um, oh, oh I watch that yeah. one too. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. All of you were like, I'll wait for it. <laughs> um, so then we, yeah, Cordelia Voca walks by her, like touches her. She gets like all the visions. I hate seeing her like this. Um. Hold on, I have a problem with this okay. scene. This dude <laughs> walking up in his gold mask, no one turns an eye. What, what were they? What were they saying to the extras? Do not look. <laughs> I think <laughs> at this dude in a cloak. I think no one can see him. Is what it's supposed to be. Oh, I did not interpret it that way. <laughs> oh. I also thought I was like, listen, I've been to L.A. I live in New York City. I get it, but I would look at him. <laughs> right. I'd be like, I get what? it, but I would look. Still. I'd be like, well, what is she serving? Is it, did, did we did we set, use a setting powder? Like, what's they, happening? Yeah, I, I do. I do not think they they even tried 
hard enough to make it seem like you don't see they him. They didn't. But the only reason why I think that's what it is is because when he touches Cordelia, she looks up and nothing's there. Yeah, but they but if if you watch it and look she looks the wrong way when she's touched. So like it's like, oh well, you look in front of you. Mm. Like, but no, she didn't. Mm. Yeah. And I'm like, didn't mm. no one and like and, and and one, they also had time to like there's there was two very well missed jokes in this, <laughs> which I know that's not Angel thing. But but like when she was like, Oh, he dresses in all black, you know, and stuff, mm-hmm. it would have been funny if like the person that was the art, like, oh, like that. <laughs> You know, I'm pointing to the to the dude walking up in a club. <laughs> that is good. It also, it also would have been funny if they had like put a bunch of performance artists in weird cloaks. You know what I mean? Like they could have gotten. You know, I don't know. Yes, I guess it works because I, I watching it, I didn't even really think about it. I just thought like, oh, I guess she saw someone in a hood running away from her and didn't think twice. But. Uh, it, yeah, there you could have done something with it. But again, this is an episode where they had to dress up so many different contrived things. Yeah. And they did a great job of that, that I'm kind of letting it go. <laughs> I'm also letting go of the like giant tattoo on the hand as a consequence of my magic <laughs> just going unnoticed or whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, y- y'all are so much better than me because like whenever she touched her hand and she had her uh, visions, my whole thought process was she had two huge bags of merchandise. And those bags just, she didn't <laughs> drop them. I didn't see them, her drop them. She didn't have, her, have it in her oh, hand. Oh, that's right. And I was like, that's what I was thinking about the entire time. I was like, oh. You were thinking about where the bags go? Did she like, leave the bags? How, did how she is Eva going to have a hobby now? I was like, you spent a lot of money on the bags. <laughs> the, uh, like, I, the girl was super happy about you spending all the money on the bags, but the merchandise is just left there. You do, so. you do see it like just sitting off to the side when they pan out for her screaming. Oh, do you? Yeah, they are just like sitting there. I do like, I uh, I kept thinking like how this feels very true to a city though, right? Like she's screaming, she falls into these signs and people are just, th- that's when it's like true to like LA or New York. Like they're looking, but it takes a yeah. second. Yeah, <laughs> it takes a second. Which is fair, but you would still look, you know, but like, like, yeah. like mm-hmm. you wouldn't ignore. You would be like, eh, yeah, well, that happens. Yeah, you would be like, you oh, know? well. <laughs> Nowadays, I'd be like, oh, she's filming a TikTok. Great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then we cut. Angel gets the call. Voka's walking around his, his apartment. Again. <laughs> see, but. Just walk right that's in. That's why I think it's like they can't see him. I think it's like, uh, I don't know. Mm. But so he places a bomb in one of his chests. But Angel leaves. Which obviously was very well locked. Angel might as well not even lock that thing. <laughs> <laughs> he literally just pulled it open. Also, like, he could have kind of put it anywhere. It didn't really matter, right? It's a bomb. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, but the scroll. I'm saying, oh, like. Yeah, right, 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 right. He literally just walks up and opens the cabinet. <laughs> I'll be honest, that was a really nice cabinet. <laughs> it was, yeah. Like a super nice cabinet. And, and with all of- the weapons he never uses, it's, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. um, he goes to see Cordelia in the hospital. And uh, when everyone's like, oh, are you family? And he just says, yes. Like, without even, I was like, oh, I love this. Like, that's like shit mm-hmm. I love. And I love that, like, I don't know. I We see, I, I think you're right, Alistair. They're like slowly hinting at it. And that had to have been the writers just being like, oh, shit, these two actors do have good chemistry. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, they're hinting at it, but that also like resonates with what he says at the uh, what she says at the end. You know, it's OK. We're family. Don't don't right. be embarrassed that I'm like warming up blood for you. Yeah. But I, I also think the, the we're family thing like it, it's it's a lot different because it was because at first on the phone, he says, I'm her employer. Right, yeah. 
But then when he goes in the room and sees her in pain, mm. you know, it, it, like how real it is. Yeah. Like that's why the immediate, yes, I'm family. Yeah. Like, like I think he tries to play it off like, oh yeah, we're just, you know, I'm just her employer. But then like, you know, when it comes down to it, yeah, they're family. Yeah. Yeah, it's season two soon, and they're fans. <laughs> yes, I, I feel like that was a thing. That was kind of the thing missing from season one, right? Is like yeah. the family aspect, but we get there, and we get there. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like this is where Angel do is like, "Oh shit, this is my family. I do care about these people." Yeah, you know. And right. well, this episode they take the stakes and the urgency, and they're like, "Let me double it," and that's always fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm and again, this is this episode. It was just like, oh, it's getting worse. Like, you, you know, yeah. like the, the Oracle's now, you know, were attacked. And here Cordy's attacked. I'm like, okay, we're good now, though, right? And then. <laughs> yeah, then there's more. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> yeah. And then so Angel leaves. He goes back to the office. We see Wesley. Wesley is in the office looking for Angel. And Angel is outside and it explodes. Which my question here is, how many people died? Because like. That is an office building, and they only had one office there. Like other, I mean, he works at night, so you know, I feel like it could be assumed that maybe there's no one else. I, there. Yeah, I guess it's like when we worked at the Museum of Sex, Jason, and there were like on the upper floors, there were like other yeah. offices, but they were never there. They were never there when we were yeah, leaving. That's like, true. I was thinking with the explosion that it is a little clean and stuff, but I think. And sometimes with these genre shows, especially on Buffy and Angel, they'll do something like a bomb because it's not a, something we want to follow up on as an audience as like fun. Mm -hmm. Like it's not like, oh, someone did a magic spell or like used a power or like a laser from the sky. It's like a pretty regular thing. And similar to like Joyce having cancer, it's hard to argue with like it exploded. Yeah. And there's yeah. no like going back or like there's no and I, I think they're they're trying to signal to us like just don't think that much about it. Mm. And if there was a victim, like we don't worry, we would have told you. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. By making yeah. it more interesting. <laughs> he he saves Wesley. Um the police and ambulance and paramedics arrive, they take Wesley away. I actually do like Angel uses his top voice in this scene, and I love it. Oh my right? god, yes. He basically tells Kate, I didn't kill your father, fuck off. Like, I <laughs> yeah. I, I felt like this also needed to happen because he was trying to be fair to her, right? Like, her father died, she's grieving. But like, fucking, he didn't do it. So like, and his friends are He's now- He's also still showing a lot of patience. Yes. Like, he could have been a lot crueler or shorter or- But I think he he had just enough because like, he, he has now lost everyone- yes. And now she just shows up to yell at him. Yeah. yeah. And I think he still has just enough self-control where he's not, because it's the control of I have a soul. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm still a vampire, like a powerful vampire, you know? Yeah. So I feel like it was just enough, but it's as still close like, as Angel gets to shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. As, as, yeah. As close as he gets to emotion yeah. at all. Like mm -hmm. I'm gonna use his technique now. Like I, I, I can't stop thinking about it. I'm like, I've been I've been giving him too much in these tapes. <laughs> like, hold back the good. <laughs> you wanna know what I'm thinking or feeling? You give me three hours with you. <laughs> yeah. Like, are we giving him too much credit here? <laughs> we might be. Uh, yeah, Summer. It summer. Works. Hey, if it works, it works, baby. A win is a win. Summer, in your auditions, <laughs> you could be fun. like, and hire me to find out what my emotions look like <laughs> with a win to like. <laughs> exactly. It's also like at the beginning of the episode, uh, you know, 
Wesley and Cordelia are talking about like what anchors him to us, yeah. what, what makes him real. And then both of them are in the hospital and that's like, yes. it's y'all, it's y'all yeah. that, that anchors him. Which is, you know? mm-hmm. which is nice. And like, I do like that we subtly or not so subtly like do show, oh, he does, there are things holding him on to this world, you know, like earnest yeah. angel at the best. Yeah. Um, and I do, I do really like seeing that. Um, so then Angel shuts to the hospital again. He's walking despondent through the hallways. You know, his two, his two closest friends are now both there and unresponsive. I hate seeing Cordy like this, like just like freaking. Mm, I know. Um, oh, and they gave her the like, I'm in the hospital makeup. Yeah. Not fair. Never fair. Yeah. Summer. So <laughs> I feel like the like whole like screaming hysteria thing is probably hard to do, right? Oh, God. It's just, you know what? It's physically exhausting. Yeah, right? Like, I would imagine. Especially in, yeah, like, especially in TV, right? Like, you got to save that shit for the (laughs) close-up. And I never do. I never save it because I'm always paranoid that they're going to, like, catch me at an angle and they're going to be like, oh, my God, she dropped it there, you know? So you end up, like, doing it, like, ten times. Yeah, and that's got to be, like, the only thing you do that day right because your voice is shredded <laughs> yeah but it probably wasn't she probably had to go shoot like 10 other scenes oh, yeah you're Dog, right probably <laughs> underwater <laughs> oh man um so like she was so good though yeah because i i thought of i remember you told me when we did our patreon episode that the like bit from the magicians i forget where it is but like when margo's pulled out of the carriage and you scream i'm your queen mother <laughs> that was planned yeah. and i like i cracked up the whole crew they were like this bitch <laughs> i think i think like hale and one of the producers like filmed it and in the back in the back like on their phone mm-hmm. and in the back of the video they're just like laughing like what is she doing <laughs> Can- candace was there that day and i really wanted Tim Presser. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to look cool. <laughs> kind of. Um, so we then see Angel sees the tattoo, which doesn't matter. We don't really go into that, but he go that the tattoo kind of like leads him to the oracles is when he finds right, out they're right. dead. But yeah, I would have even been into like the oracles as these weird spirit hologram thingies because like she's still serving camp when he's there as a ghost, right? When yeah. she's like, I've only been dead for a little bit and I don't like it. <laughs> like, I love yeah. that. <laughs> she's also wigging out, mama. She is wigged. She looks like American Girl of All, honey. <laughs> she does. Uh, I just love their silly gold and blue paint. I don't know. I love it. I love it. <laughs> That woman spent hours in a makeup chair getting detailed work done, and we're out here like, camp! <laughs> but it is. It is. She's like, you know how long I sat in that makeup chair, motherfucker? <laughs> it's crazy because they're like a season one staple, too. Yeah. But then like they're like, oh, read the script. I'm getting killed off. So like this is like yeah. my last thing. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh, gosh. She makes it work, though. I mean, they, they, they did their job. Yeah. So, yeah, so Angel... The the like scythe that Voka used to kill them, he like pulls out and he like goes with determination. Does she tell him? I, I forget how what leads him to knowing, or does it? Do we not care about that? I don't even know. She told him a whole bunch. There was a whole plot dump. Where okay. She was like, and then this thing happened, and then that, and like caught him up, and also the audience. <laughs> um, but we already knew that from like having seen all of the show, so I think it just slid past her <laughs> brains because I don't remember the details either. But I remember it okay, happening. Fair enough. <laughs> 
she said he's hiding behind the law, and then Angel shows oh, yes. about a morgue. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah, like, yes. I'm like, okay, a morgue. I I don't know how this like. Okay, I just like. <laughs> I thought it was the. I thought it was like the vault where he stole the scroll from. I thought that's where. I guess it wasn't. Nah. That was my Whatever. assumption. All right, so Angel yeah. goes to Gun to ask for help because I I do like that once they introduce Gun, they do use him, even if it's something like this where yes. we don't see him again. It, and they show him doing nonviolent good yes. deeds, which I was like, all right, thank um, you. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I do like <laughs> Gun has a very like breezy jokey tone here and i kind of like that with angel i like mm. that we we like that gets less and less once he becomes more of a main character um but i like i mean it's not it's not anywhere near like cordelia ish but it's a little bit that where it's like lighting a little fire under his ass because he's so self-serious um yeah. and like when other characters are not so serious with him mm-hmm. but it also is weird that we just don't see him again <laughs> Well, it, it's also like, I'm, I'm thinking about it right now. When Angel asks you to guard the two people in his life that at currently he like thinks is the most important, mm-hmm. like that's a huge compliment. Yeah. yeah. Like that's, that's a true. huge compliment. Yeah. Cause he could have called up Buffy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if we're being serious, <laughs> he has a nice Rolodex. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to break jail, faith out of jail real quick, just for a few days. <laughs> <laughs> we get that. And then we get, uh, what is it? Lila, Lindsay, and Holland. I do like they arrive and he's like, oh, they haven't even gotten to the Latin yet. I like I like seeing <laughs> like real world annoyances with rich like a ritual and like 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 like, like merging with, with the de- demon yeah, world. Yeah, kind I of. like I do like that shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Voca is we see this giant box. There's five vampires attached to it. This box, mama, <laughs> the pl- the whoever did the prop construction on this, hell yes. It looked so good. It was so heavy. <laughs> it looked so real. I say this as someone that worked in the art department on a game show and never got to make anything nice. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that must have been a cool week for some like some for like a a woman named Alexa who's got strong arms. <laughs> but you know, someone, someone still has that box somewhere. Like that, that box is still together yes. somewhere. Yes, it's in someone's backyard. And when people ask about it, it's like, shut the fuck up. Leave my box alone. Not to call, call out Zachary, but while we were watching this, he was like, why are the vampires trying to pretend that they're not trying to pull the box apart? And I was like, Zachary, they're, they're chained to the box. They're obviously going to be sacrifices for whatever is in the box. <laughs> and I gotta say, for the budget they had, I think it looks cool when they all dust and then the dust is swirling Hell yeah. around, right? Like, yeah, I think it does look pretty cool. All right, hold on, I have another another issue okay. with this. Here we go. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The thing is, I I I love this episode, so I had to find things I don't, didn't like. All right, and if, here it is. Why did they put the casing to the scroll just on top of the box, <laughs> just laying there, open? I, Why? Why did we do that? You're right. Not very respectful. You're right. Like, it seemed very careless. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> like, this right. is an important scroll. Why do we put it here? <laughs> yeah. Why do we put the case it's here? It's, yeah. it's, it's maybe take yourself seriously, yeah. right? Like, we're giving you a 401k here. <laughs> take your work a little seriously. Clean up your workspace. This is embarrassing for the company. <laughs> yes, clean it up. Like, this is, you're about to do something awesome. Make it look good, at least. <laughs> so... Angel jumps through the, do we call that a window? I don't know if we call it a window. Whatever the hell is on a mausoleum, that's, I, I guess, a window. Mm. Breaks through. Him and Voka have their inevitable fight. Um, and I do actually, I this fight is edited very weirdly. Um, and I was wondering if, um, Summer or Ryan, either you might be able to speak to this. I was like, I wonder if this is like not a set and they actually film somewhere because the fight is edited so weirdly. It's like they're afraid to ruin what's around them. Mm. I don't know. I think it definitely looks like they, they, 
they break a couple things and I did think like, oh, that they must have reshot this multiple times because you can see different um, little flower holders are broken mm. and then they break some and I'm like, oh, mm. random other ones are broken. So maybe this is from like, we can only do this how many times because we only have so many flower holders. Right. But I also got the vibe that it was shot in a really small space mm. and they didn't have a ton of like continuity yes. for the fight. Like they couldn't track everything. So there's just a, like a punch here, a kick over there. Very power uh-huh. readers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it felt like that to me too. Like it felt like they were like, we, it's a finale and we can't make this like a two day shoot. Mm, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I, I, I kept on thinking, why is Angel always showing his back to Voka? Because <laughs> he kept on doing that so many times. Yeah. And mm. Voka was really like a one episode shtick. Yeah. You know, there's no lead into Voka. He just like came in and then we have maggots and yeah. It also goes quickly because the scenes where we're not fighting, sometimes the fighting is the meat of the episode. This episode very much wanted to get us past that because there's a lot to happen in the post adventure, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So they like have their fight as, and then Lindsay steps in to like finish the spell. Yo. And was anyone else hot? Oh my, oh my gosh. gosh. I thought that was such a commanding move. <laughs> I was is. like, Lindsay. Right? I, had and I was like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> I want to okay. run my fingers through Christian Kane's hair. <laughs> it is good hair. <laughs> it's like very of the time, but it still works for him, I think. Oh, God. It's probably baby soft. <laughs> I still wish he had a suit that fit him better. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Lila's sidelined. Uh, he says, Lila, go check on. I don't, I don't even know what she's checking on. The, the whole- but she like steps out. <laughs> Lila, we're not comfortable with Angel punching you yet. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Summer, I don't think you've been on a Lila episode yet. What do you think of Lila? I love her. Right? I love her too. I think she's a badass villain. Yeah. And I like her 90s haircut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it looks true on her, right? Yeah, and her like Alan McBeal suits. <laughs> yeah, I think like the the way they style them is so of the time, but for some of them, it still mm-hmm. like looks good on them, and she's one of them that it still looks good. I think I'm here for Lila. Yeah, yeah. And, and and the weird thing about Lila and Lindsay is that you see chemistry between Angel and both of them. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She well, has no this- the Angel chemistry. Ooh, mm. <laughs> she has this like noir sort of sensibility, kind of like Gotham, like Batman, the animated series, rest in peace, my King, Kevin Conroy. Um, they, she has this like, sort of like, I'm your girl and I've got some things to say with like her, like her hair is one piece. She's (laughs) in like a suit. It brings a lot of gravitas and flavor to the angel like palette. Yeah. 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 And she's kind of like winking at the, like, I feel like she's taking the piss out of it. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, like it's just it's, she's good. She has like a good presence too. Like when you see her, yeah. it's like she's so polished, but like is like she's like good like you said, Summer, a good villain. She's cunning. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's lasting too. Yes. Like I was thinking how weird she's that a is. lasting character. She lasts because yeah. she lasts longer than Lindsay, which I was like, oh right. I mm-hmm. thought her ending <laughs> I really <laughs> not to get like completely off sidetracked, but I thought her ending and then the series, especially after watching her develop in the, in the first season, I thought that was going to be the entry to her being a full-time character. Yeah. I really thought Lilo is destined for like DVD cover status. Yeah. She's so good. Yeah. Her, her ending was trauma. Yeah. Let me tell you, that yeah. was a traumatic <laughs> episode. What? I know we're not there yet, but that was a traumatic what? episode. I was like, <laughs> she acted her butt off too. Like it was, oh, it was so good. Yeah. So good. There'll be time for crying later. (laughs) I'm about to cry. So they complete the spell. They get the box out of there. Lindsay is knocked against the wall unconscious Mm -hmm. while Angel and Voka finish up their fight. We see the maggots on his face. 
<laughs> which are yeah gross yeah ew gross <laughs> dude the whole time i was like what's up with this gold mask you know <laughs> and then you saw and then the mag the maggots Ugh, i hate them i like <laughs> thinking that it isn't part of his magical like creation that he picked it out he was <laughs> like i hate my maggots and he like went to like a flea market and picked out a mask and they were like it looks great no it covers it the actually thing. the market he was at with yeah, Cordelia. Yeah. <laughs> it made sense that his mouth is mostly gums I'm not sure if they were like trying to get blood, but it looked Ooh, like gums to it me. Did right? Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, wouldn't love it. Um, Angel then kills him pretty quickly, and then Lindsay and him have another face-off, which I feel like they hadn't mm. had like. Mm. Uh, yes, mm. and sorry, had to get close to the mic. Jason, I love that you <laughs> you are one of two straight men that uh, co-hosts this podcast, and you are the strongest proponent of strongest advocate of uh, Lindsay and because Angel. it's homosexual. <laughs> he can pick up that they're both straight guys who just need to get each other. Out. Oh, yeah. yeah, they they really do. Yeah. Like, oh, whenever Lindsay sings, I'm like, what is happening to my body? I know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but you can tell that David Boreanaz and kind of and Christian Kane kind of have a crush on each other too. Right. Like they like oh, absolutely. You can tell they spend a lot of time together having beers, joking about time on set. You know, <laughs> like, like yeah. they 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 go they go on they go on like a little like you know lunch break or whatever, uh-huh. and they they go to a restaurant and sit on the same side of the booth. <laughs> You're on the same side. God. Splitting splitting their milkshake at crafty. Yeah. So so I, I had a thought about, you know, why while we're talking about okay. this encounter. So do we think, because you know, as we're talking about all of like the things we're trying out, do we think they were planning on having Lindsay? Um, maybe be good in that change, but they were like, no, their their chemistry is too good. And then right. we can't have another, like Lindsay would be too strong because for this team. Like and would especially like the episode we just covered, Jason. It feels like such a weird. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I wonder if 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 they couldn't find a way for Lindsay to organically be part of the team. That made sense, but they were like, let's, well, first off, let's do it for an episode. That sounds fun. We love working with Christian. And then they were like, listen, Christian, you're going to be back a million times. Look at Spike, look at whoever. It's probably more fun to do that than to try to like shoehorn in something we're not sure can work. And Mm -hmm. it it didn't end up coming to fruition, but there's definitely a world, I think, where they kept that card in their back pocket. And I think a lot of the show is that. And it makes it sort of interesting that the choices they did make, like what made Gunn stand out far and beyond Lindsay when they're Mm. both like straight guys with strong presence. You know what I mean? Like they both had a similar dynamic to the group. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess they went with Gunn because it's like, He's also more unexpected, and they already have a lot of ties to Wolfram and Hart. So I guess that was like, yeah. well, we already established these relationships. Why not, if we need to mm-hmm. make stuff up, tie in somebody? Well, I, I think like later on when they've already established Gone, when we have Lindsay, when we have like everybody, you know, on board, it would have been cool to like, you know, him come back around. Mm. Lindsay McDonald did an amazing job. Yeah. And they also like the show is about redemption no matter what. Like it's like anybody can be redeemed if they really want to change. You can change. It's really hard and like you're not going to wash all the blood off of you, but you can change. And like I, they do go into that a little with Lindsay later. Like we get yeah. some of it. It's just it's never satisfying enough, which is probably for the best because well, Angel's a show that always leaves you wanting more. Cordelia is a perfect example. <laughs> And, and, yeah. and, Angel, and, and Angel does it with his acting. We already know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting, like, talking about, like, Gunn and then uh, Lindsay himself, where, like, Gunn, season five, 
is like in a very similar position that Lindsay was in. Yeah. 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 Like it almost transitioned the character to what Lindsay would have been. Yeah. There are archetypes that they kind of play out like similar, like Anya and Cordelia are in a similar boat. Yeah. And, and, you know, you've got early Wesley and Doyle in similar roles. It's like they, they have ideas for things they want to play out. And I think it's why the show re like it, it sticks with its themes, even when other stuff isn't working. And I think it's mm. why the shows are so strong is because you really do. They have cohesive things to say. They really do reinforce themselves. You can teach a college course on the feminism of Buffy because they keep coming back to feminism and revising their own ideas with different characters. Yeah. And I think mm. that that's like the strength of it. But it does make it confusing because sometimes you're like, why can't Anya and Cordelia do a double feature episode? How fun fucking fun would that have been? You know, it, it's also like weird because like they always like replace Cordelia with Spike. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, where's the Corley? It, it works, I guess, maybe. Yeah, I think it does. I, I think it does. Uh, but but like where? Like, like what well, was the I thought process it, for that? That's more like viewpoints. Like they have different voices that they use. And some of those voices are j- really Joss heavy. And that's where you get the Buffy speaks for us stuff yeah. from. And I think Cordelia is one of those. Spike is one of those. But other ones are not as Jossy. There's like a Jane Espenson quality mm-hmm. to the way that Willow speaks that I, that in my mind, that's the iconic dialogue of Buffy, even though I know like in cultural studies, it's probably not. But the way Willow speaks to me is just so she it's very it it comes from a place that's very um empathy driven yeah um which i think is sweet well i'm curious for gun if they brought other writers on board um for that because it 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 seems like a it seems like a divergent yeah there's a lot of stuff with gun that i think they just the writers did not understand aave and they just did not understand like black culture and they tried really hard and i'm sure j august richards rewrote a lot of stuff on the fly But like, mm-hmm. it's interesting because you kind of have to take Gunn as what he is, which is like this group of people wrote a character that they didn't have a ton of yeah. attachment. Or, or if if there was anyone in the room, which I don't believe there was, like from what I've read from the Gunn character, it wasn't written in a way that was like, write what you know. Yeah, I, It's not someone of authority on the show. So it's tough. Like you kind of have to take that storyline for what it is. Yeah. And be sure to note <laughs> that, you know, it is what it is. But it's another example where J. August Richards is great and the idea for the yeah. character is great. And it's similar to Kate. But at the end of it, I don't like this guy and I don't think it's anyone's fault. It's just like these people shouldn't have been writing this. Though I think third season, Gun mm-hmm. onward, I really connected with. Yes, that's when he gets that I vote, loved yeah. third season, Gun onward. And I think that season two, he was finding himself. Well, we were finding out how to fit the character right, within yeah, the cast. Yeah. And then yeah. season three, he was, he was there. Yeah. Season three is just such a good season. Ugh, really? I is. mean, season five gun really gets yeah. into it. We're getting way I know. Okay. We got to back that so, <laughs> Gun's great, though, and we'll get there. So, Angel, so Lindsay holds up the scroll and says, This is the only way you can heal Cordelia. I'm going to light it on fire. And, Jason, what does Angel do? It cuts off his fucking hand. He sure does. So hot. <laughs> so fucking hot. Oh, wait. Here's my last problem. Because I had to find problems with this episode. Here's my last problem okay. of the episode. This is the other joke. Lindsay literally says, we sever your correct uh, connections to the powers that be. Angel cuts off his hand, 
and doesn't say anything about what he just said. <laughs> I, like you <laughs> sever my connections, I sever your hand. No, he said, "Don't listen to." Don't believe everything whatever, you whatever. Read, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like seriously, we didn't. We didn't just. You, you just said. Oh my god, I couldn't. That follow up was so missing. Oh my, I was just expecting it too, and this is like my fifth time watching it, and I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, he doesn't say it. Oh, okay. that's what you're saying. <laughs> you even could. I mean, like you even could have had if Lindsay say like that was a bad comeback, and Angel's like, I cut off your hand. That was. <laughs> A really good comeback. Yeah. <laughs> you dated Buffy. You dated Buffy, the queen of comebacks. Right. And this is another. This is another instance of Angel not giving us enough. Like he read that line, and was like, "No, I'm not doing that." <laughs> no, we're not. We're not giving you a Woody retort. Um. So he cuts off his fucking hand, which I did forget is a thing with Lindsay. Um, that he is missing a hand, and uh, then he takes a scroll and he leaves, and we cut to the hospital. Wesley's reading from the scroll to heal Cordelia. It works. She says that she like has her. I, I don't know that we needed the thing. I don't know that we needed is her saying out loud the thing that we knew that like she was like, oh, I saw so much pain. There's so I want to help everyone. Yeah. Like, I almost right. feel like and Summer, I'm curious what you think. Uh, sometimes I'm like the audience is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Summer, what do you think about that? Because I really feel like we we get that Cordelia is transitioning and like changing we don't need her to like say it out loud i don't know what do you think um yeah i think we kind of get it yeah that's that's kind of how i feel about it but um i do like that then we like i mean you mentioned it already ryan when we cut to like her feeding them i do really like her saying don't be embarrassed we're family like i know you drink blood we all know you're a vampire no big deal like i think that for me, yeah. that would have been enough to be like, look how much she's changed. She's literally calling him family. Yeah. What I don't like is uh, when Angel says she's just not, I mean, that Wesley's not right. used to the new you. Right. Whereas it's like, oh, so she had like a complete character, like a- Like a character rewrite. Yeah. You know, during this, which I get it's traumatizing, but uh, I felt like it almost dismissed how she was before that. Yeah, I think that's Angel. Angel says, like, I like both the new you and the old you. I think that that it's like Cordelia is doing, in a sense, what everybody does when they get older, which is like you get wiser and you're like, first in the beginning of the season, she's like, I want money and <laughs> we got to get paid, bitch. Like, um, And then the second that you have any stability and you have a moment to breathe, you realize that that's not the most important mm. thing. And like to like what you're doing every day to get have a reason to get out of bed in the morning is way more important once your needs are met is way more important than just extra paper um if you're a i don't know a person i respect (laughs) um and i think that you need both of those things you need to meet your necessities you need to be direct with people you need to like get stuff done and that's okay it's just you build on top of that by having empathy and knowing when to hold back and knowing what to prioritize Mm -hmm. um you you have to send your like clients bills but you should have empathy for them before you do that um and i think she's realizing that and it, it it's the stuff that makes angel work which is the like but if buffy is about growing up angel's about like being a grown-up and having to like be a yeah. grown-up all the time even when it's not fun or like and i think cordelia's change at the end is that she just isn't it's what she's not talking about she's not talking about money she's not talking about her apartment she's not talking about what they got she's not talking about like you know how she's going out because I, I, you know, right. I, you made me crazy and I had to lay in a bed for three days. I'm going to meet boys. Like that's what she would have done at the beginning of the season. And what she doesn't say is all that stuff. So yeah, she does gild the lily when she's like, we have to care about people. But I think there was for the audience at home, they might have felt 
like everything's gone back to normal because this episode of Friends is over and that's not what's happening. <laughs> that's like it's more like mm-hmm. HBO yeah. where it's like, remember, Cordelia's different now. Yeah. I think that Cordelia, like this was a pivot for her, right? Yeah. So uh, it was like a pivot in terms of like her career and like goals where she's she went from like, hey, I want to be famous. I want to get an actual spot to, hey, we need to help all these people. And then we kind of explore that later on yeah. uh, with the Cordy episode, which I love. Yeah. Uh, so we get we get the nice little oop moment from Wesley where he's like, I read this wrong. Shanshu can mean life or death. Um, and he finds out that it is like Angel could become human after they survive all these apocalypses. Mm-hmm. Apocalypse. Um, and I do like the closing of Angel being like, that'd be nice. And he's like trying not to smile, but is smiling. I do think that's Aww. like very cute. Right. Yeah. Um, and I do like Cordelia saying him saying like, we won't break out the champagne yet. And Cordelia is like, hey, Pinocchio, this is something to celebrate. Like, we're allowed to celebrate this small win. I loved the I have to say I loved the Pinocchio. I bit. did, right? It's we're, cute. We, we got a lot of Pinocchio stuff from the weed universe, <laughs> but it was cute. It's cute. <laughs> um, I just so one thing about this scene and, and a few others, though, that that I, I had thought about because, you know, it's been a while since I've gone through yeah. Angel um, is. I, is Wesley always like hurt? He does get hurt a lot. <laughs> does he always have bandages on? It's I feel true. like that's just a continuing theme throughout the whole Giles series. Giles is always cleaning his glasses and Wesley is always cleaning his wounds. <laughs> you know what, Jason? I, I love that because I feel like people need to be more hurt in the Buffyverse, like <laughs> like physically. I remember being like, oh, when yeah, did Yeah, like you bleed? went through a window. Yeah, yeah. Like, everyone on the show is that clock from Charmed that they destroy every episode and then it's back <laughs> in the next episode. Um, but so then we we kind of end and then we get a little kicker. We get our, you know, closing scene Woo! of Lila, Lindsay, and Holland all entering the room of like, secret stuff and they're looking at the box and they're talking about it lila approaches the box and is like don't worry it'll all be better soon darla <laughs> and jason <laughs> I, gays screamed at I don't know if you remember <laughs> the thing i always think of with this is when i made when jason and i lived together in new york and i made him go through angel i just remember him looking at me going who the hell's that? Like you had no. <laughs> I literally was going to mention that. I was just no. like, yeah, do you remember when I was just like, who's yes. that? Because I remember being so excited for you to see the reveal at the end and you just being like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> I just love that Julie Ben's got to come back yes. from this. Yes. Hell I yeah. Absolutely. She, I know she initially introduced to be Buffy, mm-hmm. but like, I love that they were like, okay, we got to keep her on. Yeah. Like this has to be a thing. She's so good though. She she's another so one that good. has like such a good presence. Oh, absolutely. And honestly, we've already had so much of her from the flashbacks. Yes. At this point, that you should like for the most part recognize her if uh Jason if you've gone through like, the I whole didn't thing. recognize her. I look because you see her before they say Darla. Yeah. yeah. And I saw her, I was like, who the hell's <laughs> that? Like <laughs> I, I will say though, without the like the hair yeah. and the like schoolgirl <laughs> outfit, it might have. I get yeah, it. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> but because I remember Bear being so excited, so excited to for the ending. And yeah, the, I was like, they should have had like, her speak. They should have. Her yeah. voice is so iconic. Yes, uh-huh. her voice. That they would have been. I've been reading all this stuff about they're doing AI voice changers where like, I mean, TikTok started to roll this out where like, it's like a face filter, but it's you someone else's voice over your voice. Mm-hmm. And the, the goal of that technology is that we all sound like Julie Ben. Every single one of us. <laughs> Honestly, I also wouldn't have been upset if she like been spawned with great hair. 
So like, yeah, oh, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, I don't think they needed to do the whole like naked dirty. Yeah. yeah, you know, Lila had some moose ready to go. She was like, "Come here, girl. Let's get you and your girl Friday out." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, that's like the biggest thing I think of when I think of this episode. Jason is you being like, "Who's that?" and me being like, "God damn it!" <laughs> <laughs> um, but watch it. I will say to to your credit, Jason, watching it this time, I did think, ah, oh, now I can understand why he didn't re- recognize her because. Especially this season, we had only seen her in the Victorian dresses with, like, the corset and the huge hair. Like, that's all uh-huh. we had seen her in this season. And some people are so beautiful, it's hard to identify yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, uh, now that we're at the end, um, favorite scene, Summer? Um, I would say when Darla's revealed, just because it's, like, such an exciting moment. It's like, yeah, she's back! <laughs> Fair. Uh, Jason? <sighs> You know what I'm gonna say. <laughs> and it's Lin- Lindsay and <laughs> Lindsay and Angel. It's it, it's like it gets me, you know. Yeah, every time during each other's pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, just the the because I remember being surprised. I'm like, oh, that there goes his hand. <laughs> like he really yeah. did that. Yeah. yeah. And I thought it crossed the line too, like when he like injured a human, like like that. You know what yeah, I mean? Like that's true. Yeah. Well, he wanted to make it personal, you know. <laughs> oh, oh, he did. Ryan, um, I like when Cordelia is shopping for art supplies. Would have watched forty minutes of it. <laughs> <laughs> Alistair, I love when Angel held Cordelia's hand as she woke up. Yeah. Because oh. I was like, I felt it then. I was like, oh, this is going to work. I think for me, it's a tie between the end where Angel and Wes and Cordelia, when she hands him the blood, I really like that beat. But mm. also, I do really mm-hmm. like the scene of Wes and Cordelia talking about Angel and how they're like talking about how he needs wants. I, I like that. Um, this one's a little mm, not great for it, but favorite outfit, Ryan? Uh, oh, I mean, not to... <laughs> Not to bring it back to that, I really did like what Cordelia was wearing in that art scene, but I will go with um, the Oracles. Uh, I'll give it up for, for their, their their unforgettable yes, yes. outfits and the wigs. <laughs> Jason? David Nabbit's cape. Because <laughs> we've all been there. <laughs> I like that you had that ready to go. Oh, I knew. I Once I saw it, like, because it's the meeting episode, I was like, that's the one. Like, I can already tell you right now, it's the one. <laughs> uh, Summer? Um, I loved her choker at the end. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that yeah. would have been second favorite for me. It mm-hmm. was so cute. Like, the tunic was also cute. Mm-hmm. I Like, it wasn't necessarily the outfit, but that choker was such a statement, and I loved it. And her hair looks great in that scene. She has such great hair. Like, yeah. the whole... It's so thick. Yes. When she's screaming in the fair, I thought, man, she knows the angles. She knows how to find the light. Her chin, like her jawline <laughs> oh. while she's screaming in pain. I was like, damn, this woman is so beautiful. I know. She's so gorgeous. <laughs> and she wears everything so yes. well. Like, I, feel I know. Everything looks good on her. I think that's like, I've said this before, but I think Charisma Carpenter and James Marsters are the type that like both have chemistry with anyone they have a scene with and also look hot in anything they style them in. Yeah, yeah. kind of, right? Yeah. Um, Alistair? Lindsay, I think he was super hot in this episode. I think that he takes a whole like suit look, but also like makes it down dressed and kind of earthy and, uh, you know? <laughs> I, I'll Whoa. take that suit look. I'll take that suit look right <laughs> off of him. <laughs> Summer, I am so sorry that you're in this episode of The Bunch sorry, of Horny I'm Boys. Sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, it's the same as Summer. I like Cordelia's outfit at the end. I think she looks great. Mm-hmm. Uh, what grade do we give the episode? Jason? 
Oh, this, I, I, I would say this is an A for me because this is what I think, you know, getting through that first season, which I didn't hate at first, yeah, if you yeah. remember, Ian, but, mm-hmm. but this at the end, even if I didn't know it was Darla, I was like, I want yeah. more. Yeah. And mm. so this like set it up and be, and I think it's because of that, like families at the end, like that whole scene. I was like, I want more yeah. of this now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Summer. I, I agree. I think it's an A because it's not that I didn't like the first season, but there were parts that I felt like I had to get through to get to the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like at the end of this episode, it's finally like, okay, we know what we are and we're at the good stuff now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I yeah. agree with that. Mm-hmm. Ryan. Uh, an A. I, I have to say, especially when you think about all the stuff they had to do, the giant checklists of shit they had to get done, like, I, it's an A plus when you think about the, like, <laughs> network notes and the constraints. Like, I, I it, it that they pulled it off is crazy. That, that it emotionally resonates still today is great. Everyone's really, like, and on their ball, on their A game. I, it's weird. I feel like I could... Ep- even though this episode has to do with a ton of plots that you would have to explain, this is an episode I would air for somebody if I was like, you should get into Angel. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Alistair? Zachary and I agree. <laughs> it's an A. Um, uh, and I also agree. I, th- I think that we had a lot of good moments in this episode. And I think that some of the moments transcended the episode were like the Shanshu yeah. um, or uh, the Cordelia, possibly, not possibly, uh, think them through. Um, but I think that everybody put their A game in this and it honestly kind of like made me excited to like watch season two. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I mm-hmm. I'm the same way. I give it an A and it's not like it's a favorite episode, but it's a good episode. Um, and it's a good finale for all the reasons all of y'all said, I agree with it. Just, it very much is like, cool. We are more comfortable with what we're doing where I feel like the, the theme of the show, the characters all feel more comfortable here, more like this is what we will be doing. Um, and I like that mm. because I think the show gets infinitely better once it realizes, oh, we're going to lean into the ensemble cast rather than, oh, the other cast members are there sometimes, but it's mostly just Angel. Yeah. Because I don't care about like the the monster of the week and what human he's saving from that monster. I care about the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a reminder that like Angel's not a problem. He just needs something to work yeah, with. Yeah. Um, and like... Ugh, yeah, him just like saying he's fam. Like I love that shit. Um, so yeah, I very much same. I'm like now excited to get to season two with everyone. Um, yeah, uh, thank you all for joining this recording. Thank you, Alistair, for filling in last minute for Zachary. If you like Slayerfest ninety eight, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can find us on social media at SlayerFestX98. You can subscribe to our Patreon, where we have finished What If Season 1, Harley Quinn's Seasons 1 through 2. We'll be getting to Season 3. Um, any and all support is much appreciated. You can follow me at Carlos. Jason, where can everyone find you? You could find me. My name's Jason. Good luck finding me. <laughs> you fucking dummy. <laughs> uh ryan where can everyone find you at ryan Houlihan on all social media um and whatever however you make mastodon work i i know but you probably don't it's on my twitter which is melting down at the moment but there's lots of links on my twitter it'll be a great graveyard landing page uh summer where can everyone find you uh at summer Bischel one on twitter and summary Bischel on instagram and what is your upcoming movie? Um, I'm in a movie called Four Samosas that hits theaters and on demand on December 2nd. Woo! Yay! <laughs> Yay! Um, and Alistair, where can everyone find you? At Alistair J. Patton on all social media. And Zachary, where can everyone find you? 
at Adventures of Zach and V on social media. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, everyone. Well, that was our Angel Season 1 coverage. I'm excited to get to Season 2, and we have one more episode left, which is the recap. I will see you all next time. Bye! Adios. Bye! Bye. Bye.